Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, April 3rd, 2023. The first Kentucky roll call in April. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Roll call. There you go. Went by too fast, I'm sure. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen holding down the fort for you today. Nick Roush enjoying a little spring break vacation. I think he'll be back tomorrow or at least some point this week. But out today, get a nice little break. He deserves it. But you've got Scoots, the world-class producer, the best in the land, Justin Kalen here, and I'm here. Scoots, how was your weekend? How you doing, buddy? I am doing pretty swell, actually. Solid, some would say. I uh, I got eight and a half hours of sleep last night. I was able to sleep pretty well because I had to cut my grass for the first time here in this 2023 year. So that was nice. I've still got it. That's what I figured out last night, that I can still mow some grass, no problem. I'm still pretty good at it. Straight lines, even despite drinking while I was cutting grass. So, yeah, that was good yesterday. And then Saturday, I did a whole bunch of nothing, which... If you know my life and the way that I'm constantly running around everywhere, a day to do nothing was just so clutch. So Saturday was really nice. Of course, we had the basketball games. Those were a heck of a lot of fun. So overall, yeah, great weekend. I'm I'm pretty pleased with how the weekend went and how it played out, and I'm happy that we are back here for another week this week. How about you? How was your weekend, TJ? Well, you, you sound excited. You sound in good spirits, and and that's that's all we that's all we ever want from the scoops. So. <laughs> That, that's good to hear, and uh, great. Yeah, I saw that you, you were very proud of the lawn mowing job that you did. I was, yes. Well, when you when you go like six or seven months without doing it, you kind of start to doubt your abilities, whether you still got it or not. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just felt like it was definitely picture-worthy because the yard looked phenomenal, especially when you compared it to the yards around me. Like, their grass is all tall and stuff. I didn't know if our yard necessarily needed it yesterday, but I was like, oh, let me just get out, stretch out the old sciatic nerve. And then when I was done, I was like, whoa, our yard definitely needed it because the neighbor's grass is tall. Well, good. Uh, I, I also had a – so we, we pay somebody to cut our yard. Oh, no before, big deal. No big deal. Well, before people do that, exactly what you did, (laughs) uh, it's $25. And we don't, like, we're not on over an acre or anything. So it's not like we have a ton of land, but we have a 
we have a, a little bit, like it's a little decent amount. It's, it's the yard. Is, it takes about two hours to cut. Um, if you want to do a decent job at it, it takes probably a little over two hours to cut. So when you have some, and there's, we live kind of on some water a little bit. So there's always like, it, it can be kind of swampy back there at times. There's parts of the yard that it's just not fun to cut. It's just not a fun yard to cut. It's a good workout. And I don't, I like cutting grass. I think there's like a peaceful aspect to it. Oh yeah. You just either listen to music or, you know, you're in your own head just for, you know, you don't have anything to worry about besides just cutting the yard. So I actually do like it, but for $25, like that's, that's a, a steal. steal and, yeah. It's a steal and a half. You, you, I have to do it. Well, anyways, the guy is the, he, he does, he does great work and I'm happy that he does it, but like, he doesn't, it's not like. Hey, I will be showing up on every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, however often you want it to be cut. That's the day I'll be there. If it rains, I'll be there the day before or the day after. He doesn't operate like that. He just kind of shows up. Like, you don't know when it's going to (laughs) be. You don't know, like, if he's supposed to cut it every week or every 10 days, he'll do it. You just have no idea when in the week or when in the 10 days it's going, it's going to happen. And especially in March, he he lets his customers know that like if you if you need any big landscaping projects done or mulching, let me do them in March. I'm not as busy cutting grass, but come April, I'm cutting yards too much. And so he, my grass is bad, Scoots. I, I probably my yard probably looks similar to your neighbor's yard. Someday <laughs> I'm going to have a decent lawn. It's not right now, unfortunately, but someday I'm going to. So I was like, I'll go cut my grass because I don't know when the guy's going to come. I'll at least just go cut the front and the side yard and just get it taken care of, make sure it doesn't look so bad. My lawnmower wouldn't start. Oh. Yeah. Didn't do your winter maintenance on it. Certainly did not. Haven't started it in a very long time. Um, Probably about a year. I think I got it going once last year just to get it going. Uh, But it's probably been about a year. But definitely could not get it to start. And my lawnmower doesn't have a prime, which was annoying to find out or to look for for five to ten minutes and then not be able to find. So you, we had different success stories on lawn mowing this weekend. Well, let me ask you this, TJ. Was your filter clear? Yeah, it's a, it's a relatively new lawnmower. It probably has only ran a few times ever. And you have and, oil in it? Yeah, it's got oil. It's got mm. oil. This, this lawnmower, like on the side, though, it's like, no prime, no pump, no oil changes. And then next to the oil change, it has like an asterisk. And it's like for most, for most circumstances or something like that. <laughs> so like, I guess it's just this like new fancy lawnmower, but I, yeah, I couldn't get it going. So my front yard still looks horrible. I only ask about the filter because I just discovered this weekend that my lawnmower has a filter and I, I was not aware of that, but I popped off a little side of the mower and sure enough, the filter in there was filthy, like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I had to like take it outside and shake it, slam it against the garage door a couple times to clear it out. And then mine ran like a charm yesterday, so I, I was pretty happy. I'm going to need you to head on over to Linneytown and, and get, get, get my yard cut as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need a little more than $25. You know, I, I've waited to do this. Like... the rain has been hard. So like finally last night after we put the baby down, it's around seven o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take an hour, do the front side yard, get it done. And then of course, 30 minutes outside, just trying to get this bad, crank this bad thing up, get it going and could not do it. Of course, 
That was after the women's national championship game. You watch that. Yeah, that was terrible. 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 It was a terrible game. It? it was just a terrible game. I, I was hoping like for you had almost 200 combined points scored. Yeah, I was just hoping for maybe a closer game. That's what I was hoping for. It, it wasn't. It wasn't all that close throughout the entirety of the game. So that was a little bit disappointing. And yeah, then but... Iowa gets in the spot where they get down, and it's like they don't know what else to do but to try to get Caitlin Clark to get them back in the game, and, and that just wasn't going to happen last night. She. There was a couple runs though. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they made it interesting at a couple points. I think they but... got it to like seven or eight, where it's kind of like, all right, you get a stop, you get a Caitlin Clark three places, the, the roof's going to explode. Didn't happen. No. Um, but yeah, that, you know, you had a good Final Four on Saturday night. The basketball we've had since we last left you has been fun. Mm-hmm. The Batcats get a, another sweep. No Bring big out deal. those brooms, baby, because it's a mess beating Missouri in all three games, two of them being run rules, don't even need all the nine innings. Uh, dude, I wonder if they give a little discount at KPP, Kentucky Brown Park. We don't finish all nine innings, you get a buck back or something like that. <laughs> but two of them were run rules, blowout wins for UK baseball. They remain hot. What are they, 25-3 and three on the season? Something that's absolutely ridiculous. Eight and one in conference. Now, of course, if they didn't kind of blow that game to Alabama, they'd be undefeated in conference with three sweeps. And that's what Vandy has done. And I think Vandy's only the third team in SEC history or since 93 or something like that. I saw some stat on Twitter. Obviously didn't write it down. Um, but Kentucky could have just they, – they could have been in that company with Vanderbilt, this history making that Vandy has done if they don't lose that one game in Tuscaloosa by one run, a game that UK was in control for most of it. But still, nothing to turn your head at at 8-1. Three for three in SEC series, and everybody's going to talk about, and we will talk about how tough the schedule's going to get. I think like five of their final six series are against top ten teams or something like that. Uh, it gets absolutely brutal for UK baseball, but you got Georgia this weekend, and they they do not fit that mold. They do not fit that category. That's on the road down in Athens, though. I think Georgia's one and eight in conference up to this point. Kentucky's eight and one. You need to win that series, especially with how tough the schedule is going to get. You got to you got to find a way to get at least two out of three. If you get three out of three, that'd be phenomenal. But we'll talk about that throughout the week. We had an open football practice, very windy, but still a good turnout at UK at the practice fields there. I was not there, but I've read pretty much any and all reports of people from people that were there. So we'll talk about that as well and, and want to get your text in on the Thornton's text line. Stop by Thornton's today, 89 cents for 32 ounces. They've got the best deals in town. Download the app today and see all their great specials that they have. You can find gas prices in your area. Become a refreshing rewards member because the benefits will start to stack up at Thornton's and text on into the Thornton sex line 502 414 1450. All right. I'm not sure even, Scoots, where, where do you want to start? Do you want to, you know, we kind of touched on the women's game a little bit, there was controversy there. We're going to talk about the Final Four on Saturday night because that was a good time. And we got the national championship game tonight. UConn, I think, going for what I think could put them in maybe top five program of all time category. They are, they are the program of the 21st century so far. I don't think that is all that debatable. But they'll go for, for more history tonight. 
San Diego State trying to play spoiler. Uh, so, Scoots, I'll, I'll let you pick where you want to go in this first segment. Just so you, you know how we like to do it normally uh, at the start of Kentucky Roll Call. Yeah, we so we already touched on it a little bit. So let's just go to the women's game from yesterday. Okay, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, you have LSU win, another SEC championship. It just means a little bit more, Scoots. I knew I was going to hear that this morning. I even told my roommate yesterday, I was like, I can't wait till TJ tells me tomorrow. It just means more. It did, it did. You could tell that title game just meant a it little did. bit more it for did. one conference than maybe another. Uh, but they, they not the team that I think a lot of people would have probably expected. Obviously, the semifinal game between Iowa and South Carolina stole all the headlines and was the game that most people were looking forward to. Of course, LSU-Virginia Tech ended up being a good game in its own right. It did, yeah. But that's sometimes the way that it works. You have Iowa defeat Goliath, and everybody's hooting and hollering, and Caitlin Clark obviously is – the biggest thing in women's college basketball, just one of the biggest things just in basketball in general right now. So she advances to the title game. You could almost kind of see what was going to happen, that just maybe they had ran out a little bit of steam, emotional win over South Carolina. Uh, LSU is obviously a great team in their own right. How they're a three seed with only two losses is one of the most hilarious things in the world. I, I didn't keep up with women's college basketball a great deal this season. UK sunk, and that was disappointing. But how they were a three seed with only two losses is hilarious. However, they play in the championship game. Scooch was right. It was never really – it was never – it was a buffer zone game. It was, it was kind of your standard yeah. 7 to 11 point buffer zone game. Iowa couldn't get any closer, but LSU couldn't make it a total and complete blowout where you're up by like 20 and you empty the bench. The drama at the end of the game, though, Scoots, what did you make of it? Uh, refresh me. Well, well, like how? So the I only, the only drama involved at the end of the game with with the uh, you can't see me. Yeah, the, oh, okay. the trash talking. Yeah, no, Caitlin I, Clark. I love. I personally loved that. I mean, normally I th- I feel like I'd be against something like that, but the fact that Caitlin Clark just did that to someone else in the prior game, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was absolutely great. Well, obviously, totally different situation and circumstances sure. than than what Caitlin Clark did. You can at least acknowledge that, correct? Yeah, no doubt. And and I saw some people online talking about that and how it was so disrespectful and that's not how you should play the game. I, I just I disagree. They're they're kids. They're out there to have fun. Let them have fun. That's how yeah, I. Yeah, but what if, what, if, what if that's not so fun for Caitlin Clark to have somebody kind of like following her around the court? trying to start something then she probably shouldn't do that to other i mean granted she didn't follow the girl around but yeah i I, so i admittedly missed that because i went out and cut the grass with like three minutes left in the game i was like this thing's over um so i'm pretty sure that happened after that but i did see it on twitter yeah so I, i i certainly don't care and i think like everybody needing to have a hot take on it is trying too hard yeah. Uh, or you're just wanting to get caught up with with all the other takes. I I I I do think like if you're Angel Reese, that's the first thing you're thinking of when your team just wins a national championship is to follow around a basketball player that's better than you and is a generational talent to just kind of rub it in. Oh, it was after the game. I mean, it was like five, four. Gotcha. Yeah. Like she was. That's what like I they were yeah. dribbling out the ball, and she was literally running just following her around on the court as the game I mean the game was over it wasn't technically over but the game that they were running it was the final possession and this is when she was doing it like that wouldn't be the first thing that I would do 
But one thing that, like, the, the people in Angel Reese, the LSU player, who's also a good player in her own right, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark, obviously, is better. She is unreal. Mm-hmm. Un, like, it, you know, you heard a lot of people talking about that. Like, you got to watch this girl. You got to watch this girl. She's great. And I had seen her throughout this tournament and, and knew what people were talking about. But just to hit some of the shots she'd hit in the national championship game, and even against South Carolina in the semifinals as well, and in, in the Louisville game in the Elite Eight, her average three-pointer, they said during the title game, was 26 and a half feet. I mean, that that first one she hit last night, I was like, holy crap, this is going to be an amazing game. Now, you know what's what I'm talking about. She gets it across yeah. half court and pulls up. She pulled up from like 30 feet and nailed it. I was like, what is happening here? This, this woman is legit Steph Curry of women's basketball. I'm convinced. I mean, her, her average made three was five feet behind the line. That is unbelievable. That- like it, it just it's nuts it's it'd be crazy if you had it is crazy when you have a men's player that's able to do those things but here you have a women's player that and doesn't matter but like she doesn't look strong she looks like she could just kind of walk into any old room and you wouldn't think like basketball superstar yeah uh but she is she's an absolute stud so but one thing that people were missing in the silly debate yesterday is like what if Caitlin Clark was talking trash to Angel Reese the entire game, and we didn't like we don't know what was going on between them two. And while I don't think it was a great look for Angel Reese there at the end of the game, maybe Clark all game was dishing it out. Um, seemed like Angel Reese was more bothered by just some of Caitlin Clark's comments before the game and some of the stuff she said after the South Carolina game and some of the other stuff she did. So it wasn't necessarily so much of them going back and forth in this game necessarily. But maybe, maybe it was. Uh, it's a sport. It's competitive. Caitlin Clark's going to be totally okay. Angel Reese, I don't think, hurt her feelings or, or broke her by doing that. And I think Angel Reese probably at some point in her life may regret the way she handled the final 10 seconds of a national championship win. But as of right now, she doesn't seem like she regrets it at all. And I certainly don't care. I just I don't care. So good for Angel Reese. Not how I would play it. Caitlin Clark will be fine. And also, Angel Reese is probably putting herself open to a lot more trash talk later on in her career. Uh, but that's all right. I think she'll probably be okay with that. I think she'll be able to handle that. I think she probably knows that uh, what she's getting into. But that was the drama there at the end of the game. The officials absolutely stunk. Oh, Everybody's yeah. talking about that, but yeah. that's no surprise. Again, these officials that we have in college basketball, men's and women's, just not consistent. Well, not not reliable. That that's the thing though with these officials is that's all we ever want. I say it time and time again is consistency with officials. They were consistent last night, consistently bad, and it wasn't favored one side or the other. I mean, I thought both sides got some favorable whistles at times. The the technical on Caitlin Clark was a joke. Oh they did yeah, say they, they they had warned her about delay of game. They had warned Iowa about delay of game. So when she had done that, that was their second warning. So it's almost an automatic tech. So dumb. So dumb. But yet, you and I'll bring it up again, you had that Kansas State kid, Noel, take the ball from the basket, slam it on the ground, and he gets nothing. Mm -hmm. Just let's just show some consistency. That's it. But in terms of, so I want to touch on real quick that whole Angel Reese thing. I want to say that they were acting like that because of the defense that Caitlin Clark played against South Carolina, which... 
That whole thing was so overblown. LSU is a completely different team than South Carolina. So for LSU to act like Caitlin Clark was playing disrespectful defense and it was going to be the same thing in the national championship game against them, I just I just thought that whole thing was ridiculous. So I, I wonder if maybe that's where some of the emotions are coming from. Like, oh, look at the defense she played on South Carolina. She does that against us. She's going to get burned, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm just I'm curious if that's where some of the animosity came from. Well, that's what Angel Reese said. She said that they disrespected South Carolina. Didn't really go into detail about how that was, whether it was with trash talk or just playing that style of defense. But, yeah, yeah, who cares? You're playing to win games. Right. If you're playing against a team that can't shoot, then, yeah, let's go ahead and pack this bad boy in and let them beat us from, from 20 feet out. It, that, that whole stuff was very silly as well. But congrats to LSU. Congrats to women's basketball. You had a heck of a month. That you had a lot of people tuned in. A lot of people watching, a lot of big names, a lot of superstars. I've enjoyed the men's tournament a lot, but that is one thing where the women had a big advantage on the men is their superstars went deep in the tournament yeah. where the men's superstars really nowhere to be to be found late in the tournament. But we get one more game tonight, and then it's goodbye college basketball, meaningful college basketball, Boom. at least until November, which is it is so sad. It stinks. But it does sound like we'll get some stuff this summer, potentially, with UK. Uh, also, John Calipari, something that he's been talking about for nearly a decade now, about wanting to, maybe even longer than that, who knows. But he's been talking about wanting to get exhibition games in the summer. Like, why not? This, is, this could be a good opportunity for players to grow, to have college basketball in the news more frequently throughout the year. Now they're kind of spinning it and saying this will provide more nil opportunities for students as well. And it, it, it'll just be good for the game. Uh, supposedly, according to Jeff Goodman, that's carrying that's actually carrying some weight. Uh, that's that's getting, gaining some traction. You're going to get more and more coaches talking about that. Where probably wouldn't be this summer, but sooner rather than later, you could get some summer college basketball, which would be a really cool idea. But you get San Diego State versus UConn tonight. San Diego State wins in dramatic fashion. We're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Saturday's games on men's side of college basketball, maybe preview the national championship game a little bit tonight. But like we said, it's going to be a jam-packed show. We've got a ton to get to. Uh, the Thornton's text line did not disappoint over the weekend, so we got a lot of texts as well. We can always go to the text line when needed. But this is Kentucky Roll Call with TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Oh, We're going to be back after this. Don't go anywhere. It's Masters Week, too. I haven't mentioned that. That's another thing to get excited about. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Well, when in Rome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please go on. Uh, do as, as the Romans do. It, it's an old expression. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of it. Oh. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen on your Monday, first show of April. Scoots, did you get April fooled at all? Uh, I did not, no. Thank God. Well, 
Kind of, oh. but kind of, but not really. Not on Saturday. So my roommate texted me yesterday as I was at work, and he said, "Hey, did you see Bronny James committed to Penn State?" And I just texted him back. I was like, "Day late on the April Fools, bud." But then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, wait, what if it's not April Fool's? What if, what if that actually happened? So I, st- I searched Twitter. Couldn't find any reputable sources mentioning it. Mentioning it. So I was like, yeah, that was an April Fool's joke. So I kind of got April Fool's the day after April Fool's, which doesn't always happen. Well, that makes you the ultimate April Fool. Some or say. You're just lied, or you're just lied to. <laughs> yeah, at that point, like, well, what point do we just, is it just like, you're just a liar. You, yeah. you you make you make things up. You can't be trusted anymore. The Caleb Love to Duke on Saturday oh got a lot God. of attention. That was so lame. There's no way anybody fell for that. Like, what are we doing? Oh, I saw a lot of people get got on that. That that's crazy. Why would you go from North Carolina to Duke? That just doesn't make. That's like someone transferring from Kentucky to Louisville. It's just not ever going to happen unless it's Sam Payne going to play for Daddy. It's happened before, Scoots. Yeah, but how often? Very, very rare. Has it ever has it ever happened with Duke and North Carolina? Because I would venture to say no. Not that I can think of with Duke, North Carolina, but somebody that would maybe know their histories more would probably know better than I. But I don't think so. And it's all I, you know. I can I can only think of a few in UK U of L that have ever done it. But Duke, UNC, I can't think of any. But that it was like kind of prime for that one Caleb Love there was talks that he was maybe a little bit of a locker room problem or there were locker room issues with UNC you get that with teams that are struggling all the time he is somebody that is just like a volume shooter scorer so he just needs to be able to put up shots I think people were like primed to want that news to be true just for the drama of it all but yes they forgot what day it was when that news came out Caleb Love as of right now at least not going to, to Duke. Oh, d- don't get me wrong. I would have absolutely loved if he was going from North Carolina to Duke. That would just provide all the drama. But I know in my heart of hearts that Caleb Love will be a Hoosier, so I didn't get fooled by that. Oh, is that the scuttlebutt? That's the scuttlebutt with me, yes. I, I have heard some rumors about him going to Indiana, him meeting with Indiana. So we'll see. I, I-, I don't really think he'll go there, but time will tell. Like, I- I- I've seen a lot of people talk about potentially Missouri. Um, I know that I think it's close to home for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes, though. That, that will be a big one. And then Hunter Dickinson, he is in the portal. He has been mentioned with UK. Scoots, could that be the Oscar Sheboy replacement, Hunter Dickinson, somebody that you're very familiar with as Big Ten Hoosier Scoozer? Wouldn't that be a better... Better Oscar Sheepway? I mean, your your rebounding numbers are likely going to go down just a smidge, but, I mean, he's a better scorer. He's got better post moves. Defensively, I'd say he's probably better than Oscar. I, I would take it. Absolutely. I, I have been – here's our probably our first real radio segment of the day. I've been so surprised by some of the negative reaction from U.K. fans. And – Scoots, what I've seen people do is say, we have just been abused two years in a row in pick and roll, and we may get somebody else in here that's not good defensively. Like what, that's what I've seen the negative reaction, is UK has had this liability defensively. He's likely moving on, almost certainly moving on. I don't think anybody's expecting Oscar Shibway back. 
which I do think there was like a time where that wasn't impossible. He'd come back for another year, but it does seem like everybody's just, and we talked about this last week as well, but they think that replacing Hunter Dickinson as, as the Oscar Sheboy replacement will not improve you from a defensive side of, of the basketball. I disagree. I just, like, and I'm, I'm surprised by the reaction from a lot of Kentucky fans. First off, just basics. He is, I would say, at least three inches taller than Oscar. Four. I don't know what they officially have him as. They may only list him as like two inches taller. I think he's seven one. He may be. He may legitimately be four inches taller yeah. than Oscar. I mean, he may be, but three or four inches taller. He's got a longer wingspan. Just naturally, it's going to be harder to make some of the passes that teams could make against Oscar in the pick and roll or the pick and pop. He's going to clog up more of the lane because he's a bigger body. He's going to clog up more of the lane. He's going to block more shots than Oscar. Did. Oh yeah. You're, you're automatically just na- even if Hunter Dickinson is a worse defensive player or has worse footwork, even if those things were true, which I don't think they are, but if even if they were true, he's just bigger. He's going to take up more space. He's already just better based on body size than Oscar. So you're already getting something a little different and a little bit better. That being said, I think he moves pretty well in in the pick and roll. And I don't say this as a slam at Oscar. Oscar is one of the best players in the history of UK basketball. But I also think Hunter Dickinson has been playing the game significantly longer than Oscar has. Like, you know, obviously going back to when he was like two years old playing basketball. And I just think his basketball IQ is going to help from a defensive standpoint where Oscar sometimes would gamble, be out of position, think he was on one man, but really should have probably been on another. So I, I, I think it's absolutely nutty we could even be having the debate where you've got a group of UK fans that are like, no, I don't want to see this guy in a UK jersey. I couldn't disagree more. If Kentucky can get him, are you, are you going to have the best lockdown, shot-blocking defender in the world in the paint? No, but you'll be better. And you've got somebody proven at the five position that is going to drastically help, one, area of needs, and two, all the inexperience on the team. It'd be great when you have Bradshaw and some of these other guys, these younger talents. Bradshaw, obviously, a big, so I associate him more with the bigs there. But like Bradshaw getting to learn from Hunter Dickinson and those two playing with each other, where either one can stretch the floor. I think Hunter Dickinson shot like 35% from three. Yeah. So you could have either one stretch to the floor, open up the lane for all the guards, while still also not getting pushed around inside, because Hunter Dickinson's not going to get pushed around. But you wouldn't you wouldn't have to worry about rebounding so much anymore. And then a front court of Bradshaw and Dickinson, again, it wouldn't be the idea of what we kind of had in our mind with Uganda and Enzo, where you're going to have a shot blocker. But I think you're better offensively with Hunter Dickinson. You're better rebounding. You're going to not get pushed around by if you if you go against another like 250 pound big which that that was a concern that we have with on Enzo is him getting pushed around a little bit so I'm fine with you gonna coming back I think that whole thing is still just beyond weird to me that like UK has a player that they are seemingly excited about and want to keep around and UK basketball may have a tough time keeping said player around the whole thing is is fascinating. You could have more conversations about all that stuff. But if that does happen and he goes and he transfers to the Big East and you can get Hunter Dickinson, 
UK basketball will be better off because of that than than any alternative that I've seen up to this point. So I, I couldn't believe some of the negative reaction from some people not wanting not wanting Hunter Dickinson. I still don't think he ends up at UK. It wouldn't be my prediction. But the fact that UK's name's being thrown around, folks, I think it's a good thing. This guy could legitimately be an All-American. Yes, big men have struggled. Big men like Hunter Dickinson, you, you don't see them. their teams having a great deal of success. You roll the dice with an experienced college player to his degree, with his talent level, with his skill set, and what next year's team may need you would crawl to go get Hunter Dickinson if you can. Well, and another side of that coin is, if you look at Oscar and Hunter throughout their careers, Hunter has a little bit of NBA buzz. Now, whether that pans out or not, where he ends up in the league, who knows? But he's at least had the buzz throughout his career, whereas with Oscar, you haven't gotten much NBA buzz because he just rebounds. Like, that is primarily what he does. So... I think I do think it would be an upgrade if if you're Kentucky and get and able to get Hunter Dickinson. Now, whether what that does with Bradshaw and Hugo and all that, I, I think you did bring up a good point about Bradshaw behind Dickinson. How how good that could be for him and his future and his basketball IQ and growth and all that. I mean, it just growing from a guy or learning from a guy who's been in college basketball as long as he has could be really beneficial for Bradshaw. Yeah, and just be a fun way to play. That you could have your four and five both at different times be stretched out, sure. spread out on the floor, uh, opening lanes for DJ Wagner, Dillingham potentially if he's still around. When you when you really can play five out, that's exciting. That's what we've wanted for for UK. That's what you should want with really any team. But you got to have the pieces that can actually knock them down. We know Bradshaw is going to be able to. We know Dickinson at the college level has done it. And then I've also seen, you look at Michigan this year, and I think Michigan did underachieve a little bit. Uh, the name of the dude who got injured against UK, and I can't think of it now, that really changed, I think, a lot of things for them. I bet they would have been a tournament team had he been had he been healthy. Uh, but they probably underachieved a little bit, and they probably should have been a little bit better. But this idea that Hunter Dickinson hasn't helped lead NCAA tournament runs is factually inaccurate. I think he's been to two Elite Eights at least the second weekend twice at Michigan, maybe maybe three times, but at least twice. So he's had they've they've had runs with him there. They just they didn't have the right pieces this year around him. If UK can get Hunter Dickinson. They need to get Hunter Dickinson, even at the cost of Uganda on Enzo, in my opinion. I, I would do that trade, and maybe Uganda would end up going and being defensive player of the year at another school, and we'd say, damn, we were wrong. Probably should have kept that guy. But you've got Hunter Dickinson. you got a proven, proven star, and you may be able to get him to replace one of the best bigs in program history. That's a smooth transition. And – Let's just be honest. If it ends up being Uganda and he is UK's big and you got Uganda and you got Bradshaw, I think that it'd be worth getting excited about. We'd talk ourselves into it throughout the summer and the fall. But there would certainly be an aspect of what if he's just not ready yet? Like, what if we think he's ready, but he's just, you know, Cal and staff, they were just off by a little bit. He needs a little bit more time. Well, then what are you doing at the five? Lance Ware? That's your five? Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's where my mindset went. I mean, realistically, say you say Dickinson doesn't come and you wind up with Bradshaw and Hugo. What, what are you expecting from Hugo next year? I mean, he didn't, he didn't give you a whole lot this year. He showed flashes of what he's capable of. 
but to say that he did that on a consistent level is foolish. So I don't I don't know how big the expectations are going to be for him next year, regardless of who's on the team. If he's the projected starting five, the expectations are going to be huge. They're going to be ginormous. And will he be able to live up to those? And then again, we know that you're going to be missing out on rebounding, regardless of who you bring in, even if you do bring in Hunter Dickinson, like rebounding is going to change a little bit, but if you don't have Hunter Dickinson in rebounding becomes like, are we sure Bradshaw and Enzo are ready to go be the guys to go get rebounds? It's the final three minutes of a March Madness game. The opposing team's putting up a shot. It misses. Are we trusting those two guys to be strong enough, powerful enough, physical enough to go secure a board? I'm not so sure. doesn't mean it can't happen, but you're right. We have hardly saw any of you go, so it's, it's just wishful thinking to think that, like, yeah, we know for sure that he's going to be ready for that. Without- I love his potential. I think he could be a really nice player. I think the possibility of the shot blocking that he brings could really change the dynamic defensively, but there are significantly more unknowns surrounding him than somebody, say, a Hunter Dickinson. With no Oscar on the team, I think it's pretty fair to say that regardless who else is on the roster for next season, the rebounding dynamics are going to change heavily. I mean, you're not you're not going to have one guy pulling down 15, 20 rebounds a game. You're going to get more rebounds from guard play, and that's where I think the athleticism of the guys coming in, especially a guy like Edwards, I mean, he, he is going to pull down probably six, seven rebounds a game just because Oscar's not there. So the dynamics of rebounding as a whole for Kentucky are going to change without Oscar. So interested to see how that all plays out as well. Scoots, I really was surprised just to see so many UK fans be like, no. I just, I, I think they're so snake bit from defensive miscues from Oscar that they just automatically assume that's going to be the case with Hunter Dickinson. And it just isn't. Like, it just isn't going to be that way. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. I think he, I think he's a fine defender. And also, you know, let's say that you do still have some concerns. Would you feel a little safer and warm and fuzzier inside knowing that Bradshaw likely is going to be your four with his length versus Toppin, which Toppin had good length and he had good bounce, but we were all a little underwhelmed with Toppin's shot blocking ability. He was best in like running down players and pinning them against the rim. But uh, in terms of his on ball defending shot blocking, it, it left much to to be to be desired, sure. uh, to be needed, really, from UK. Uh, even off the ball shot blocking, he was better at it than on the ball, but he wasn't what I thought he could be with his bounce. You know, some of the dunks he's have, if you can if you can get up that high on one end, you can get up that high on the other end, and we just didn't see it as much. Maybe Bradshaw's length, it just becomes more crowded. You get two true seven-footers on the front line, and yeah, maybe you, you can get Hunter in the pick and roll here and there, but you still have passing lanes of a – Seven-foot wingspan Justin Edwards, Bradshaw, who probably has like a seven-nine wingspan or something ridiculous. Hunter, Di- that's gonna be those passing lanes are gonna be tough to get passes through, get balls through. So, I- I'm intrigued by it all. I was surprised by the reaction. I think people should maybe potentially reconsider and maybe get worth getting excited about because I'm not so sure how Hunter Dickinson would want to go to UK if he's looking at social media and half the half the fans are like, "Pass, no way, no thanks." He, he may not uh, he may not take he may not take too kindly to that. That being said, I'm sure he's probably just going to make a decision based on nil and where he can feel like he can win a championship and also make a bunch of money. That's probably going to be where he ends up going to go. And that could be it could, 
Could it be a Texas? Could it be a Kansas? I'll just tell you this, UK fans, if you don't want him, everybody's entitled to their own opinions, but he, he probably will end up going somewhere where you're going to be competing against him, uh, whether quite literally in conference or quite literally on the schedule like they were last season, uh, possible potentially for like a championship where he goes, he's the missing five piece on a really, really good team, bada boom, bada bing, they become your your title favorites. So you're going to st- – if not UK, he's going to probably end up being a thorn in your side potentially somewhere else. I'd love to see him at UK. It'd be ginormous addition. I've always liked Hunter Dickinson, even going back watching him as a recruit back in the day. And now that he's available, I, I saw one tweet of somebody that I kind of trust being like, "This, why would Hunter Dickinson leave Michigan? This is all too weird. This feels like an April Fool's setup. But he did it the day before April Fool's. Right. Uh, but April Fool's came and gone. It was not a setup. He really is looking to, to, to go elsewhere. And if he wants to go to UK, UK needs to have arms wide open and welcome this dude into the program. Because boom, check mark next to the five spot. You're ready to rock and roll. Now, Chris Livingston announced he was leaving, right? No. No. Okay. Well, my bad on that. Not unless I not unless I missed something. Yeah, no, I could have I could have been making that up. I was just start I was thinking about him with this group of guys next year as well. The length. The length of these guys is gonna be ridiculous. I mean you yeah. you already mentioned Edwards with his long arms. Chris Livingston, keep him in the mix there. Sheesh. This could be a defensive stalwart team. Yeah, so he Chris Livingston hasn't made his decision. The The most recent we've got, I think, is from Kyle Tucker just saying that he's going to take his time because there's just so much to weigh. So that's the latest we've got is that he's still in the decision-making process gotcha. figuring out what he wants to do. Seems like most in the know seem to think that he will be leaving, going pro. Uh, there is the possibility of transfer out there too. That would surprise me. But it seems like... All three options are are possible. Transfer, pro, come back to UK. I, I, I don't get as fixated on Livingston as some other UK fans do. If he comes back, I'd be excited about it. I do think he'd have a bunch of potential. But I, I do wish he was a little bit more consistent to end last season. Also think he's a little bit of a tweener between a three and a four, which is obviously a conversation that people have beaten to death. Uh, but I, I would want his shot to be more consistent if he came back to UK, and I would love for—I I mean, I'd love for that to happen. But that's—he would need to be a little bit more of a consistent shooter if UK is going to get that high-level play from him that we all anticipate. That I think the coaches anticipate. He just needs to be a little bit more consistent with his shot. The other stuff—you're right. Uh, I love his athleticism. He seems to kind of be in his own head a little bit too when it comes to finishing at the rim, but he got a lot better at that at the end of the year where he was going up with a little bit more authority. You'd like to think that aggressiveness would would carry the day in a sophomore season, but he is one that scoots people just don't really have a, any idea what he's going to end up doing. For me, it's, I mean, and I'm not Chris Livingston. I'm not in his shoes. I, I never will be, never have been. I just, to me, it just doesn't. The only thing that makes sense for him is to come back to Kentucky. Just, I think the opportunity to be the man, or at least one of the higher returning players on that team next season, he's just got a real good opportunity to prove that not only can he be a good leader, but that he is a pretty damn good basketball player. I think if he he comes back next year, joins those guys that are coming in. He's on NBA radars instantly from the start of the season. His name will be on M- NBA radar. So. If I'm Chris Livingston, I'm coming back to Kentucky. 
There you have it, folks. If Scooch was Chris Livingston, unfortunately, he did say he never has been, never will be. <laughs> you can't predict the future. You don't know what technology holds down the road. Chris Livingston but, has me by about 13 inches. I do wonder. I do wonder how that would work with Livingston. Let's just say you do a a, a Wagner, Reeves, Edwards at the three, Livingston at the four. Then Bradshaw at the five. Like I, I do wonder how it works out if Livingston comes back, and that's why ultimately I don't think he will. I think he'll go pro. I think he'll go to the NBA. Draft. Aren't, it's, aren't. Just a, it's it's just a guess, obviously. But I, I just I wonder if if he would view it things as maybe a little too crowded. Aren't him and Edwards like interchangeable? Can't you just play one at the three, one at the four? Doesn't matter which. We don't know. Yeah. And, and Cal generally just doesn't seem to love doing small ball four, which is what you'd be doing with Livingston. Yeah, yes, there's a lot of fan scoots that are like shaking their head very enthusiastically, like, yes, absolutely, which I think that's how I would do it. But then let's say either you have Ugunna or you have Bradshaw. One of those guys is, or let's say you have Hunter Dick, like, you got either Hugo or Hunter Dickinson, one of those two, not both, but one of those two. And then you got Bradshaw, which you know you have. Which one of those is Bradshaw sitting on the bench to start? Is it is it Hunter Dickinson or Ugo starting no, on the bench to start? U- Ugo I mean, for sure. Not. I mean, of course. So, so like that's where it gets a little interesting. Or is it? Do you have? Do you start Edwards at the two, Livingston at the three, Bradshaw at the four, Hunter Dickinson at the five? Holy smokes! That would be the biggest team in NCAA history. I don't think people would love that. I don't think UK fans would, would love that lineup. So it does get interesting with Livingston. It, it's a piece I'd rather I'd rather have, and you can figure it all out. The dust will settle where it settles. But it does – the lineup becomes – got to start thinking. It starts coming into like a little bit of a math problem when you, when you think about Livingston joining the fold. Bradshaw is going to be back. Again, it seems like the most common – the common thought on Damian Collins is he is going to transfer, but he's also somebody that you know could be in the mix at the four and five spot. Fascinating stuff in the offseason for basketball. We do have a championship game tonight, but it's unfortunately been offseason for a couple weeks for the Cats. And these are the conversations we're going to have throughout the summer. And as more information becomes available, we'll be able to – it's kind of like a puzzle. And when you start on the outside edges right now, we're trying to finish our outside edges before we can start getting into the, the bulk of the inside. Hour one, we're going to wrap it up. No more math, please. What's that? What's that? No, no more math, please. My head hurts. No more math. We're going to (laughs) come back. We got a whole nother hour. We got a text line that I'm very excited to get into. So we'll waste no time jumping into the text line when we return. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Radio, TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here today. Roush should be back tomorrow. And uh, we've got a fun hour plan for you. It was a fun first hour. Got another 
fun one coming up. I do want to tell everybody about the Big X Sports Radio Golf Card, Park Mammoth, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. All those great courses, you're going to be paying under $25 a round when you get the 2023 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. It's a, it's a limited supply. We do have a supply, but it's a limited one. And you can get yours today at BigExportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. That is 812-725-1457. And you all just you gotta you gotta trust me on this Park Mammoth course. I I well I'm I'm trusting my pictures and I'm trusting <laughs> what people have said about it. I'm trusting the recommendations that have been told to me because I can't wait to get down there and play it myself. But I've heard just really really nice things about the Park Mammoth course. I cannot wait to check it out, and it's uh, one of the favorites for Park City residents down there. But it's it's been revamped, been remodeled. And it's an unforgettable 18-hole getaway. It's an absolute gem. Ranked the third best new course in the nation by Golf Digest. And the number one daily fee course by Golf.com. It looks awesome. I'm, I'm like you. I've only seen pictures of it, but it looks phenomenal. By the way, have you ever played Christmas Lake, TJ? Down in Santa Claus? No, I've, I've but I've been... I've, I've seen the course. Okay. Yeah, I think you would actually had the pleasure to play it. Though. I think you would really like that course. It reminds me a whole lot of your home course. There's just a lot of like blind shots involved at Christmas Lake. So if you if you're going there for the first time, you don't really like know where to hit it a lot of times. So I'm anxious to go back this year because I went two years ago. I went and now I know the lay of the land. So excited to play that course again. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's a good little course down there in Santa Claus. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. I'd like to check it out. One more thing about Park Mammoth is they are doing a scramble Friday, April 28th. This is not, uh, this isn't the KRC scramble, although I'd love to play in this scramble. Uh, it is a shotgun start, 10 o'clock, $75 per player. It includes the golf, the cart, the range, refreshments, prizes, and they're limiting it to 72 players. This isn't uh, there's not going to be flights or anything like that. This is just a good time scramble. Go get your team. Maybe you'll win. Maybe you won't. You'll have a good time. You'll play a beautiful course. That's April 28th and Park Mammoth Golf Course, if you're interested in that. Okay. Let's get to the text line, Scoops. Let's do it. Got a lot on there. Yeah, we do. We really do. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, don't know... I think we are. We can't get Livingston and maybe even Uganda back, but Duke returns. Do we read that one or no? no. Uh, not sure. We we finished last week, didn't we? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I guess we did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we finished last week. Oh, I don't think we got the John second text. Maybe not. John again, maybe it's not my po- it's not my positive outlook on the program that has the team going in the wrong direction. Maybe it's all the doom and gloom individuals that want to get rid of Cal for talking about Little House on the Prairie. Hey, like KRC said about myself and Chiefs, King- Chiefs Kingdom, even after they lost to the Colts this past season, as a fan base, we still said they were going to get the job done, and they did. My advice for everyone, stop thinking negatively and get some positive vibes going for the program. We'll got to go talk to you later. I do that. Kind of going in a different gear. I do have a mindset similar to John's, where it's like you get to control 
you you do get to control the narrative, and at least in the offseason especially, where like I, I get that we're all very frustrated with this Final Four drought, probably me as much if not more than anybody. But being all pessimistic and moody and sad and, oh, we're just going to stink like during the offseason, what does that do for anybody? What does it do for yourself? It doesn't do anything. I think it's sometimes fun to just get like we do it with football all the time, but like just to get like hopelessly romantic about a season or optimistic. And then, you know, things are going to happen. We're not idiots. We know it's not always going to go as as well and as we want. But UK's finally got the freshman class coming in that we've been wanting for a while. It's coming. It's worth getting excited about. I'm pumped. I think people should be, too. I like John's optimism. I like his outlook. See. Here's the thing, though. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we were, or I don't want to say we because I don't consider myself part of it, but you and Roush before the baseball season were ultimately negative. I mean, you couldn't have been any more negative than you all were. And now look at them, 25 and 3. So maybe negativity gives them some motivation, fires them up, gets them ready to play. Yeah, I don't know. But we did the exact opposite with baseball, and now they're lights out. So I have been, and I will totally own up to it but i'm just gonna wait like i'm very positively and happily i just want uk baseball to give me something to watch and they've done that so i'm i'm happy but i'll wait till the end of the season to eat the crow Uh, but it has been much better than i ever envisioned it they're doing everything they need to do to get kpp full and get a bunch of butts in the seats and uh, they're they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing up to this point but UK baseball needs to regularly be in the NCAA tournament. And going to a super regional doesn't need to be like a jaw-dropping feat. Now, if this team does it with the expectations that I had, I will be very, very excited. I mean, I'll always be very excited about it if UK can get to a super regional. But the expectation of just going to a tournament shouldn't be the norm. That being said, it wasn't what I was expecting this year. They've pleasantly been surprising. I hope they keep it going. Got to take care of business against Georgia. That's a great right. point, though, Scoops. A texter says, Robert, count me as a UK fan and Titans fan that is not all that excited to have Will Levis on my favorite NFL team. Whoa. Robert. I asked him why, and he said, the cost it would take to trade up to number three to take him is too much for a team attempting to retool and is in desperate need of talent elsewhere. Unless you're getting a day one starter, it's simply not worth it at this stage is his reasoning and rationale. I mean, you're getting rid of Derrick Henry. Would you rather yeah, have Would you rather have Derrick Henry back or Will Levis? Probably. I mean, what? 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 Like they they play different positions. Yeah, no, but a lot of people, like John Spears specifically, he will say that running back doesn't matter in football anymore. So he yeah. he's a Titans fan. He's okay with Derrick Henry leaving because he thinks he's replaceable. Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty well-accepted take. I agree with that. I don't know. I'd want, I'd want Levis on my team. I, I think, but are you seeing that they are, they'd have to trade up? They'd have to give up stuff? They're going to stink anyways. So you might as well get a quarterback that's going to be there for five, six years, maybe longer than that, to try to rebuild and, and get something fresh in. Quarterbacks can change everything quickly if you get absolutely. the right one. I, yeah, I absolutely. Robert's just not... I just don't think Robert's of the belief that Will Levis is going to be 
going to be that guy. And if you don't believe that, then you're probably right about that. Although, Robert, I'd question if you even have to trade up. It seems like Will Levis is dropping in a lot of the draft boards. So, yeah, but, I saw him at number three this weekend. Yeah. Colt's going to trade up to number three and get him. That's what I have saw. I don't think that's going to happen. He'd be a great fit at Indy, though. Manny would be a great fit. I still want to know where Lamar's going to end up. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, probably the most I've ever been annoyed with TK. I sense the same with you, Mike. Scoots, that was from you. I just figured that was from me. Because I, I want to know what, why were you so annoyed with Trevor? It was the freaking Bobby voice. You heard it, too. On, on the Rutherford show on Friday. So they were on remote at Oxmoor Ford, and Trevor thought it was appropriate to do this stupid Bobby voice that was horrible for an hour and a half of their three-hour show. I was like, I, I wanted to chime in and be like, Trevor, shut up. Like, grow up. It was terrible. It, it was funny for, like, the first two or three minutes. And then, like, when Mike started getting annoyed, I was like, okay, yeah, this is really annoying. And he just kept going. I was like, shut, stop, just stop. Yeah, he was. I was. I figured that's maybe what you were referring to. Um, but he, he, Trevor, does this thing. You don't get it all that often, but you do see it from time to time. Very similar to my eighteen-month-old, where <laughs> you get a reaction. Doesn't matter what the reaction is, especially negative reactions, even. But you get a reaction, and oh boy, like now, now you got to keep doing it. Yeah. Like if, if she poked you with a pencil accidentally and you were like, ouch, that hurt. Well, guess who's getting poked with the pencil more? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they did a reaction that it, they thought was funny or different. So once Trevor got that negative reaction, I don't know if it hurt his feelings necessarily, but I think he thought like, all right, well now, now that I know that it's rea- you're re- you are reacting to it. I'm going to keep doing it. Well, and it, it stemmed from his childhood is what made it the most annoying thing for me is he was telling me during one of the breaks is he used to do that when he was like 15, 16 years old and all of his friends just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And it's like, Trevor, 25, 30 years have passed. Like, it's not funny anymore. And it's it's not a good voice. It was I was super annoyed on Friday. Plus, you you mix that with them having a three-hour show. I have no idea how they do that every day. Should should we play it? Should we play it so people know what we're talking about? Do you have it? Well, he sent over that thing in the group message. I didn't listen to it in the group message. Oh, uh, I can't said, open it. You, you said you weren't going. Well, it's on your phone, too, though. I don't have a way to play it from my phone. I guess I could play it from my phone into my mic, but I can't open the link that you just sent. There you go. There it is. You Jesus. Probably make I mean, just terrible. Just terrible. It's just, it's just weird. It's just a weird voice. Uh, another texter on the Thornton's text line says, I'm not sure exactly where we are here. Um, I'm down to play at Park Mammoth in the KRC Scramble as long as it's not when I'm out of town. That's from Keith. Well, when Keith are you? has shown up to many golf events, not the KRC Scramble, which was disappointing. But, Keith, that's good to know. I think you and your group, he's got a nice group of golfers. I think you all would really like Park Mammoth based on what I've heard. Unfortunate that Keith is never in town. So, yeah, just send us your schedule, Keith. We'll build the scramble around you, pal. The the Big X Scramble, I would like it to be Friday, Labor Day, annually. Will that always be the case? No idea. Will it be the case this year? Not sure. But that's what I'd like it to be. So people trying to plan that stuff, 
that's that that's the circle date ideally. Now for a Park Mammoth KRC get together, I don't know when that would be. That would be sooner, but don't know a date yet for that. And I also would like to to make that happen. I think we'd have a lot of fun with that. Oh yeah, for sure. A texter says taking his talents to should be retired. Just saying. Who who did that though? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that's referencing. Yeah, I wonder who more recently said that. The old taking your talents to. Hmm. Another texter says, the most drama on the timeline Saturday night was not the Final Four games, but TJ calling out his ex-boss, I think. I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. That was not a call out. This is it just, people get so weird anytime you have a conversation with Matt Jones. Matt Jones is very famous like you're he's going to be involved in some conversations that you're having uh, even as somebody that does a radio show that does a similar radio show to to what we do that being said he's scoots he's hosting a debate mm-hmm. of republican candidates for governor and daniel cameron elected not to do that debate and I had tweeted out, like, that's a, I thought that was a no-brainer. Like, I would think that it would be a no-brainer to say no to doing a debate. Matt, and I say all this respectfully, it's not, it's not a personal thing. It's just, it's just factual. He was a Democratic Senate candidate, potentially. And you would let somebody who is maybe going to be a senator representing the Democratic Party host a debate of Republican candidates? Like why would a, why would a, why would a Republican agree to do that just off the get go? Secondly, you take into consideration, and I would do the same thing if I had the means. I'm not. This is not a blame Matt sort of deal. He is good friends with Kelly Kraft and the Kraft family to the point that she has given him tickets and other opportunities. Whoa. And she's going to be on the debate stage debating with other Republican candidates when the moderator is her friend. Like I, it's not, it's not like a, this, you need to stick it to Matt sort of deal. It's just, if you're a Republican candidate and you wanted to win, why would you agree to that? Why would you agree to any of that? A democratic person running the debate, which I do think there needs to be more conversations among parties. So that's not like, to me, that's not a huge deal. But if I were, if I wanted to win the governorship of Kentucky and especially the Republican candidate, that would probably matter to me more. And then secondly, when you take into consideration that how, how is he possibly going to be able to be unbiased with Kelly Kraft up there, it's a legitimate, genuine concern. And I hope that the debate goes off well. Uh, I don't know if I'll be listening or not, but could. I could be. I hope it goes well. It was nothing personal. I just, if you were trying to be the Republican nomination, I would not say yes to that debate. And the reason why you have, and some people are going to say, well, then why did everybody besides Daniel Cameron say yes? First off, Daniel Cameron's leading the polls right now. Secondly, if you're Kelly Kraft, of course you say yes. It's your buddy. You're not going to say no to that. And then if you're any of the other people, you're so far far behind in the polls, you just need anything as a shot in the arm. You just need, like, so you're going to say yes to this, even knowing that, like, it may be more friendly to Kelly Kraft or there may be some unintentional biases involved in the debate. You don't care because you're so far behind, you've got nothing else to lose anyways. So in Daniel Cameron's instance, he probably sees, I'm leading, this seems sort of like a trap here. I'm just going to, he's doing four other debates. He's just not doing that one. 
And I, I, I think it makes sense as to why he's not doing it. Um, at least to me, it makes sense. If it doesn't to you, you're entitled to your own opinion. Certainly wasn't a personal thing. I think it's cool that he takes the effort to try to do those things, but this one's just a little weird. Uh, and I could see that being the case for a lot of, for a lot of Republicans, although all of them said yes, except for, uh, except for Daniel Cameron. A texture says, oh, but let's let's do talk about the Final Four game, though. Uh, Scoots, did did Butler step out of bounds on that last shot? Uh, he did not. No. Did you think in real time he may have? Uh, no, because I wasn't really watching the sideline, and I actually didn't see it until yesterday. They were showing it on SportsCenter when they were showing the highlights. Um, yeah, his, his foot was a good inch or two away from the line. So I, th- I thought he was good, and I, I did not see it in real time, no. In real time, I did not think he stepped out of bounds, but I did just think it was one of the dumbest possessions I'd ever seen. Like, yeah. What do you do? Like, what do you, like, what do you do? But, I mean, their coach had a great answer after the game when they interviewed him. Like, why didn't you take your final time out? And he was just like, I was out of place. I just, that was great. I mean, that was great. Just let your guys improvise, and it ended up working out. That was a horrible possession. Like, oh, you had nowhere to go. Yeah. Nearly stepped out of bounds. <laughs> you know, you settle for, like, kind of a fadeaway jumper. But pure, it went in. It did. And it is just, I lost a good chunk of change on that game, unfortunately. The first Same. big loss I've had in March Madness. Because I had FAU Moneyline, too, which was real nice. If I'd just taken the points, I would have been fine. But not what I did, unfortunately. But I uh, lost a, a decent amount of money. But great, great finish. Great ending. I, I don't get how, like San Diego State and just this run that they're on, pretty impressive. You keep feeling like luck has to go against them. Uh, they're going to need as much luck as they've ever had, though, tonight against UConn. But that was a great Final Four game, Scoots. And that's why, like, when people freak out about FAU and San Diego State, where are the big names? Those teams can put on a show. They can put on a good game just like anybody else. Oh, yeah. And they, they did. That one will go down in Final Four history. Did I read somewhere that that was, like, the only actual buzzer beater of the tournament so far? Uh, I don't know if you read that anywhere, but I, that seems accurate. Yeah, that was There's been a lot of like last second shots. Yeah, 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 like none where the buzzer was sounded as the ball were in the air. If, Maybe there was another one, but um, there you go in the final four on that stage. I just can't even imagine. They they played the game at the Padres game. They played that like they were they were in real time showing that the whole stadium just went absolutely crazy. <laughs> I did see a video of like an FAU bar and their reaction to the shot. A little disappointing. I think Bobby Regan tweeted it out, but they weren't. They didn't seem all that upset, Scoots. Well, I mean, their team just got to the Final Four after never winning a tournament game. So I, I don't know that I would be upset either. I mean, it's heartbreaking, no doubt about it, but their team already went way further than they anticipated. So my favorite re- reaction, though, was from the Miami players that were waiting in the tunnel. I'm sure you saw that as well. Yeah, that was cool. That, that was, was a cool. Good video. Yeah, just like all th- like that's what it's all about. Exactly, just going out there, playing, having fun, watching the game, uh, and that that one was great. The second one, not so much. You kept no. waiting for Miami to try to show some life, get back into it. UConn's good. They're good. If they beat San Diego State by twenty six points tonight, they will have the biggest March margin of victory of any team since ninety six UK. <laughs> you know. And they win by 27 points, they'll overtake that margin. In, in regards... Is, I mean, it speaks how dominant that 96 team must have been. Because UConn has won every game, I think, by double digits. They have, yeah. In, in regards they, to the Final Four, though, it's, it's really funny because FAU and San Diego State both had, like, the team of destiny feel to it. 
and now that you've got San Diego State in the championship, that narrative continues. But then you look on the other side, and it's like, oh, UConn. And you start to wonder, are they seem like the real team of destiny, right? Yeah, uh, they just seem like the most complete team. Yeah, they, they're good. They're really good. Yeah. They, and they, they do it from... They do it from both sides, both ends of the court. They just are, they're a complete team. They're a complete team. Um, I think they probably take care of business tonight pretty easily, Scooch, but I'm hoping to be wrong about that. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I just want a good game. Well, I actually just found out. So I'm, I'm going for a blowout because I just found out. My roommate just texted me. We lost power, or not power. We lost internet on Saturday. I guess the electric company had to come out and fix something on Friday night, and then Saturday we did, or Friday night we didn't have internet until Saturday morning. So I actually had to watch the women's final four on my phone. My roommate just texted me that our internet is out again, and we are not going to get it back till tomorrow. So guess who's going to watch the national championship on their phone? Unbelievable! That's not good, Scoots. Unbelievable! I'm sure you could just hang out at the studio. Get a TV there. Uh, I'd rather hang out almost anywhere else. What? <laughs> Scoots. Decide I work here, you know? I don't I don't want to be at work when I'm watching the game. Uh. <laughs> hey, I've got a random thing that that popped up in one of my group messages today. Oh yeah? Yeah. It's uh, well, you know what? It's some baby uh, a, a buddy's nanny texted them at midnight last night. Whoa. Yeah. Should know better, so Nanny. I'll tell you what the text said and what we make of it when we return. No! I also got a text at 11.56 last night from a certain intern as well. So people on their phones late last night Jeez. texting things that should they have been texting? We'll come back. We'll tell you what it is here on Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen on your Monday edition of KRC. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and... Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. Roush. Oh, potheads. What an adorable... <laughs> what an adorable bunch of people. For lunch or dinner this week. Why not? Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-through St. Matthews covered patio. It's going to be 80 this week, I think. What, on Wednesday, Scoot? Uh, tomorrow, 81. Woo! Come on. But it's going to rain, so of course. Because that's all we ever get now is rain and wind. It probably won't rain all day, though. So Hopefully not. You never know. Uh, but Salsaritas, it's delicious. You won't be disappointed. Check out one of their two spots in town today for wildly addictive chips, hot, spicy salsa, creamy, delicious queso. They've got it all at Salsaritas. All right, let's let's do the radio tease here. First and foremost, intern Jacob 
texted at 1150, 11.56. Says, I'm starting training for a new job tomorrow. I'm going to get through training and get comfortable, and then I'll come back. <laughs> okay. Okay, intern. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, what's the need to rush that text at 11.56 at night? I guess just to let us know that we weren't, like he wasn't going to be on tomorrow. But here's the deal for intern, and and I hope he's listening and, and hears this he's eventually. He, I, he's I know not. he's not, but he he hopefully will hear it later. But the deal is he's not getting paid. Like we don't need to know if he's going to be here or not. It's it's one of those things. If he shows up, it's a nice little surprise. If he doesn't, it's a normal day. No, I do think he should give us a heads up. You do? If he's going to be there, yeah, because. It, he gets incorporated into the show naturally. So it changes yeah. kind of the dynamics of the show. True. So I, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. It's not like the show is not going to work if he's there and we don't know about it, but yes, yeah, just from like a mental planning and prep standpoint, I do like to know that being said, you don't need like seven hours beforehand when it's midnight to me, intern Jacob, that would come off as like, Oh crap, it's midnight. I'm not waking up at six 20. I'm going to, I need to have a reason for why I'm not waking up at 6:20, starting training for a new job. Did he so say he what the new job is? When you, yeah, he's going to be doing some work for shady race. Seriously. Yeah. Which is very exciting. That's awesome. Shadyrace.com promo code big X 25% off. It is awesome. He's going to have, he's going to love it. It's going to be a great opportunity for him. But when you send it at 1156 at night, some people may take that as, maybe as an excuse some people of course not you know i i don't get caught up in that stuff now but some people say that scoots that like he he really just didn't want to wake up early no that makes sense I, i'm with you on that one but now when you say work for shady rays what's he going to be doing uh using promo code big x for 25 percent off polarized sunglasses <laughs> so he's not working for the shady rays he is working for shady rays but what's he going to do? Is he like going to manage the website? Is he going to be like a salesman? Is he going to make the glasses? Like, what's he going to do? He is actually going to be in charge of making every single glass. So when you buy at Shady Rays, you can know that intern Jacob put it together for you. Huh. That seems sketchy. I don't know what he's doing, Scoots. I didn't hire him. I'm not. That's not. That's above my pad. I don't know. Well, I'm just. I don't I, think he, I don't think he knows. He hasn't started training yet. Well, I'm just. I, that's why I'm asking, because I don't know what type of training would go into that you know now if you're actually making the glasses yeah I, there's probably a little training involved but if you're doing anything any job that he may need to be trained for at shady rays besides making the sunglasses i mean not anything like overly complicated no i mean if you're just like making sales calls or updating the website or i, I mean i don't even know what else you could do but i just yeah, i don't yeah. feel i would i feel like it would take very little training Shady Rays, the, the reason they got so popular is they actually do do telemarketing. They call you to sell their sunglasses. <laughs> and intern Jacob's going to be the head the head sales call. Cold calling, sunglasses. <laughs> hey, sir or madam, do you need new sunglasses? <laughs> Click. I don't know what he's doing, Scoots. We'll find out, though, when he wakes up probably around 1130 or noon. Deal. What a deal. Oh, All right, so this other one, though. My buddy's nanny texted them at midnight this seems scandalous and see that's the thing is like are you you know what what did they text 
they texted and said, hey, I'm so sorry for this late response, but I just found out I got cheated on after being with someone for two years. If it isn't too much of an inconvenience, can I have tomorrow off? Ooh. At midnight. I think she just wanted to let the other person know that she is available. I read it into that much like the Jacob scenario. I, I think old girl just didn't realize what time oh. it was at night. And she was like, oh, I just kind of want to sleep in tomorrow. I have the day I off. Have to watch these bratty kids all day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading it into it as an intern Jacob situation. Mm. Yeah. That, that, that could be it too. I guess, but you really are going like the extra mile, though, to to bring up the the cheating aspect of it, right? Yeah, that that kind of has me questioning. I mean, it, with this person off, would you say like, yeah, take the day off? Um, yeah, I mean, probably just because I have a heart, but I don't know that that's a good excuse. Like, I mean, a lot of people have been cheated on, and their worlds just don't end, you know. Uh, speak are you speaking about walmart guy uh maybe mr walmart <laughs> don't even know what his name was can barely remember hers at this point wow just <laughs> use and abuse them uh I, I i i don't think that's probably a text she should have sent at midnight i mean when when should she have sent it probably this, in the morning this morning yeah, I don't know. It's tough because, like, you do want to give the person as much as a heads up as possible, but that is just like I, I would. I don't. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, Probably what? Not the most professional thing to text at midnight. Coming coming off the weekend, though. Say you had a nanny and they texted you. Say you got a text this morning at six thirty. Hey, got cheated on. I'm not going to make it in today. You'd probably be pretty upset, right? You you would much rather get the text at midnight. I don't know if I'd rather have it at midnight. What what difference does midnight make on the whole? That's idea? true. You can't make a contingency plan. Exactly. It would be too because then you're having to do that stuff. I I just wouldn't like it at all. That being said, stuff does happen. I don't if she's emotional or upset or in a bad spot. I don't think I'd even want her watching my kids. To be honest with you. True. So yeah, I guess you just gotta get it out. Like, did you find out? Did you find out that you were cheated on at like eleven thirty at night? Could you not send this text earlier? It, it has it has the feel of a text she sent right after she got the news. And it's just awkward, like, because now every time you're going to be around each other, it's going to be like, so. How you holding up? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did you get back together? Are you... Or did you get back together? Like, like, do you even do you even bring it up? Do you make small talk about it? Do you just totally ignore it and move on past did it? Did you slash his how tires much, last night? How much time does she need? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it it would be a weird text to send. I feel like I'd almost just go with like lines, be like, "Hey, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to make it in tomorrow. Sorry." Yeah. The the excuse, or, whether it's an excuse or not, she could have came up with a better one or or said it a different way. Hmm. Like we we just got a text to the text text line said she should have texted I've had a personal emergency and if possible could use the day off to deal with some issues going on and then she can there. clarify in person that's perfect. There, per, the two seven zero number text of the day we don't have anything to give you but <laughs> you, you can have the satisfaction of that and that 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 should matter. Uh, all right, well, so that was the text. I don't know how you'd handle it. I'm glad that I'm not having to deal with it. They did an open practice this weekend, Scoots. They did? UK football. 
on a, the, probably the windiest day this area has seen in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, very windy. <laughs> uh, Devin Leary continues to impress as being a leader. Uh, there's only so little, there's only, you cannot take too much away from spring practice in general. You can't take a ton away from a spring, spring game even. Not that we have to worry about that for UK. And you definitely can't take a ton away from an open practice, especially when there were hurricane winds at the open practice. So that's why I, I like kind of holding on to quotes like that. I, not that they're just words and you get stories like this every off season, every fall camp, every spring training, you, you get all this stuff going on spring practice, but it's better than the alternative. And I like hearing that the team is kind of rallying around Devin Leary. And I like that he's got a great relationship with these young receivers. And I love hearing that the wide receiver room has never been so tight knit and close to one another. Like these are the things I like to hear. They don't mean much. They're things that you probably should be hearing at this time of the season. But when you're bringing in a, a, a new quarterback, you're bringing back an offensive coordinator that you're familiar with, but there's still some things you're going to have to work out. You're bringing back a wide receiver room that has fans as optimistic and as excited as UK football fans have been about that position in my lifetime. The stakes are high. UK football, especially on the offensive side of the ball, this is a big year, and there's really no time to waste. You, Devin Leary can't really fi- take time to figure it out, what it's like to play in the SEC and what it's like to play at UK. Liam Cohen, he, he's got to be right back into 2021 form as soon as possible. And you, luckily the schedule builds up nicely where you're going to get you, – you can make some mistakes in those games and you still hopefully should probably be okay. But we need to be hearing about this stuff. We need to be hearing that Devin Leary is the leader in the huddle. We need to be hearing that him and the wide receivers chemistry is ever evolving and developing. Those are things you need to hear. I I care much more about those. Again, they're just words. But I care much more about those storylines than so-and-so hasn't dropped a ball this spring practice. That's great. I love hearing That's cool, too. I'll I'll hear all of it. I'll hear. uh, Give me all the positive news. But I feel like the chemistry stuff, the leadership stuff, that's going to matter more on Saturdays in the fall than somebody having a, a single good practice. So I like everything that I heard from Saturday. It wasn't so much X and O related, which I'm cool with. You're still going to need to hear good reports from scrimmages and stuff like that. But I, I care more about the offense gelling, everybody getting along, everybody loving up on everybody, everything making sense, the system making sense, the schemes making sense. The offense making sense, because that's something that I think was a big issue last year. Very complicated system last year. So, so far, we're hearing everything I want to hear, and that was my biggest takeaway from Saturday. Oh, there you go. I mean, it's always nice when a team rallies around the quarterback, which is the team leader. So, yeah, Especially a new guy. Like, it's not yeah, somebody that, right. you know, it's not somebody that's been able to really go prove it or show it on the field, but still to have people rally around him be excited about him yeah uh it, it's worth it's worth mentioning it's worth being excited about by the way kentucky gymnastics go into the 2023 ncaa national championship scoots you got to be excited about that uh no but congrats to them pretty cool it's rude uh they went to the oklahoma regional and came in top two so they get to advance to the next stage with eight other teams where a national champion will be decided I believe those eight other teams, you get 
LSU and Florida from the SEC. And then the other teams are Oklahoma, Cal Berkeley, Utah, Denver, and UCLA. So a little Pac-12 flavor there, some SEC as well. Auburn didn't make it? Just Denver. No Auburn. Huh. Don't they have Suni Lee? Don't know who that is. Uh, She was the really good girl from the last Olympics. I didn't know. I thought she was on their team. LSU's got that Libby Dunn girl that people are so yeah bananas about. Social media. Not your type, though. Not my type, no. Not, not for you. Not for you. Um, so, congrats to the gymnastics team. That stuff helps uh, big time in, like, the Capital Cup and all those little Learfield sure. standings and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Stuff adds up. Okay. Uh, now that, let's get back to the Thornton Stacks line, 502414-1450. Don't know where we left off. We left off at the one that said, took the wife and one-year-old to Kentucky Proud Park Sunday for some baseball and Bud Lights. So nice to enjoy some cold ones at a Kentucky game without having to sneak it in. A good time was had by all. Who knew you could still have a great family-friendly atmosphere while serving booze? Also, shout-out to the Batcats, looking pretty solid. More than solid and great. Glad you had a great time. It was it looked like a beautiful day. I watched the the last few innings. I think I caught it around the seventh inning or so. The diving catch in the, to end the eighth inning was a game-saver, and then things got a little dicey there in the ninth as well, but the Batcats were able to to prevail glad you're able to take it in with the kid and the wife i'd love to i'd I'd love to do just exactly what you did a little tougher when you've got an hour and 10 minute drive we still do want to do a krc day at kpp um of course a krc day would just be like us letting you all know hey we'll be at the game if you're there come say hey to us (laughs) Uh, but it'd be it'd be fun we just need to probably pick out a date try to make that happen but Good, good. I'm glad that the beer is going well, and they're giving people the chance to buy eight, nine dollar beers. I did see the diving stop from the first baseman to get an out late in that game. That was pretty impressive. Yep, that was nice as well. It was a uh, they they did it all this weekend. Defense was great all three games. Offense went a little quiet on Sunday. I think Missouri is down a bunch of pitchers too, so it, it was probably best UK got them when they did. Missouri was ranked. They had swept. Tennessee and then I think they got swept by Florida maybe and then the Caps gave them gave them a good sweeping but they're a solid team they were ranked I think they were ranked I think one outlet had them ranked this weekend but they just had previously dropped out of another poll that was a good series win for UK and especially if they were short-handed pitching then you definitely needed to take advantage of it and UK did exactly that so well done to Nick Mingione and the UK baseball team happy about that couldn't tell my or Missouri was ranked could you oh Got him. <laughs> Texter says, are you guys going to be doing the scramble at Elk Run again? All my buddies that played in it in the fall had nothing but good things to say, and they definitely want to run it back. Uh, I believe so. I don't know if it will 1,000% be at Elk Run. I, w- I would love it to be. Uh, we just probably need to get that stuff set in stone. Oh, we, sh- we should do Wooded View. Well, it's not always just up to us, necessarily. That's we, true. We, get, we, we need to be invited. That's true. But I'm down for her. If it's on the golf, if it's on the big exports radio golf cart, I know it's a good course. So I'm down. I'm surprised you didn't want to go to Old Capital, be with Big. Oh, I mean, dude, that would be the best, absolutely. I mean, if we're gonna do a a, a Big X scramble, yeah, Old Capital's the spot. That's did you not my... have fun at Elk Run last year? Oh, I did. No, I I love Elk Run. That's my home course. It's the course I play the most. The the course I'm the most comfortable with. But in terms of my favorite course in this area. 
Old Capitals right up there with any other course. Good to know. Well, we'll have some options. We just need to get it set in stone. I think everything, I think Elk Run liked us. We liked them. Yeah. Uh, I would be totally cool doing exactly what we did last year again, but I also don't mind mixing it up if that's, if that's what we end up doing as well. TJ, I'm sure you've been watching, but this season of the challenge on Paramount is unreal. Straight up electricity. I've enjoyed the season, but Texter, I, the stuff they've been doing for the episodes have been really annoying. Just the way that they've been like cutting them off and not doing eliminations. Like each episode needs to end with an elimination. Then it ends and you get the new episode. Just don't, don't try to get cute with it. So that stuff's kind of ticking me off. But the concept of it all, I think, is cool. And so far, the season's been solid. It just stopped, stopped ending the episodes the way that they're doing it. How is there already a new season of the challenge? What in the hell? They stay hot. They they keep them. Good they keep grief. them going. They keep them recording. This is a different one. This is they are taking challenge winners from like Argentina, Australia, the UK, uh, and gotcha. America. So it's kind of a different concept. It's still the same type of show, but a little little twist on it this year. It's been solid. Caleb Love to Duke is something I would have never predicted, and their next text was, I definitely got God on April Fool's. <laughs> Which, oh, that reminded me. So I did kind of get April Fool's. They, uh, the Steelers put out a thing that they signed Calvin Brodus Jr., and it's got him catching a ball in his picture, and I'm like, man, that looks a lot like Snoop Dogg. And I was like, well, maybe that's Snoop Dogg's son. So I actually had bought into that one that they we signed Snoop Dogg's son. But then come to find out, a couple hours later, you had Snoop Dogg retweet it, and he was like, sources say the deal is done. And I'm, that's when I put it together. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is Snoop Dogg. Uh, <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. Got I got you got, got, got. A texter says, did you all watch the Women's Championship? Any thoughts? Yeah, we talked about that to start the show today. Roush, how jealous are you that your wife is on spring break? Well, he's probably not jealous at all. He's on spring break. <laughs> he's loving it, too. Question is, how jealous are we that he is on spring break? I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, when I want to go on vacation, Birmingham, Alabama, is that's near the top of the list. <laughs> I'm kidding. Roush said he nearly drove a green golfing on Saturday, but then he wow. double Wow. Look at him go. Yeah, but he double bogeyed. Well, that's par for the course. Well, double bogey for the for the hole. Par for Roush's course. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can knock the snot out of him, though. If he, he can. If he gets a hold yeah. of it. A texter says, Roush, your 11 personnel is phenomenal. You and Luckett do a great job. I agree. I think they do a great job. Luckett really, really uh, is the star of that podcast. Rush, I need a full-on football scoop. What stood out to you most from the spring practice? How does our offensive line look compared to last year? Is Leary the truth? Feed me. Well, he wasn't there, and he's also not here today. So, Pencil, let's circle back to that one, get him coming back to that tomorrow or on Wednesday. Do you all think the player from LSU doing the you-can't-see-me talk to, K- to Caitlin Clark was over the top? Yeah, we talked about it. Um, I just I don't really care. I thought it probably was a little over the top, but I don't think it's a big deal. It's just people talk smack in, in sports, and I think there's maybe a time and place to do it. I wouldn't have done it there. However, she did, and it, that's that's totally all right. It was entertaining was the thing about it, and and from all accounts, Caitlin Clark's one of the best trash talkers in the game, so I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was. Just, I think a lot of people, just the fact she followed her around was the difference. Yeah. 
I just wouldn't like if, if my team is winning a national championship and everything I've worked for my entire career, but especially over the last 12 months and it comes to fruition like that, that moment, I, I wouldn't like have it in my brain to be like, I'm talk trash. It's yeah. You're going to celebrate. Trash. I would want to go find my teammates, celebrate, go find the crowd and yeah. like, you know, pump them up I, that, personally. But that's not, maybe she really felt disrespected throughout the game and it was on her mind. And this is just the way she wanted to kind of, once it was finally over, she could carefree, go talk some trash. It's okay. It's not a big deal. You know, gonna move on from it. You know what was over the top? What? Kim Mulkey's freaking outfit. That was over the top. And then not only that, but I don't I don't need Kim Mulkey crying at the end of the game for the last two minutes, wiping tears from her eyes. That was over the top. Her shenanigans on the sidelines are just over. Oh my god. I don't really know yeah. nothing against her. It's pretty incredible her resume, by the way. Is she, she is in the category of probably one of the best coaches of all time, regardless of sex, regardless of sport, mm-hmm. regardless of gender. Uh, it's pretty impressive what she's done. And to be able to win a championship in year two at LSU was amazing. I wish Mitch Barnhart would make a commitment like that to women's basketball. But she is a she is a maniac. With the way she acts on the sidelines, is she the women's equivalent of Fran McCaffrey? Yeah, probably. Except, like, for some reason, officials don't really have an issue with her. True. Officials definitely don't like Fran. But she was, like, grabbing. She, she was, did. She grabbed fun. one official. Got in his way. Crazy. Last football question. Oh, bad day for the football question. <laughs> What's our plan with the transfer portal? Sounds like our offensive line is still shaky, and we absolutely have to have a competent backup QB because Wade ain't it. Need depth and talent in those areas. But you got to remember, you're probably not going to be able to bring in like a quarterback that's really worth getting excited about as a backup, most likely. Maybe if it's somebody that you promised the job the following year, you could you could bring in somebody a little bit more attractive, but would you even want to do that? Backup quarterback's probably not going to be a great option for UK if that happens. And that's the case at a lot of schools, but uh, I don't think you're going to be able to go get somebody that's going to really move the needle as a backup quarterback. That's unrealistic. They're a backup for a reason. Yeah, and you also be bringing them in as like, hey, you are the backup. So which caliber of player is going to say, well, I could start at X amount of places, but I'm going to go willfully accept a backup spot? Granted, it can be SEC. There could be nil involvement. You could make a promise that Leary's not going to be around long. Those things could be true. But even then, I'd rather just almost re- hit the reset button and go find another transfer quarterback next year instead of just hoping that it works out with this guy that you brought in to be to be a backup and then eventually take over the reins. So, uh, and then also just go get Cutter Bully too. What's ro- what's wrong with that? But we'll we'll get back to the football tomorrow. Roush will be better equipped to answer these questions than I am. Marvin Stone, UK to U of L is the biggest transfer I can think of. Dickinson would be a home run for UK. He's a great shooter and post player he can stretch the floor in open space for our guard play he's definitely an upgrade defensively and brings toughness i think he'll be a great teammate as well wherever he ends up going yeah marvin stone zan Payne, those are the basketball players to transfer and then spencer foy spencer foy was a football player who was at uofl came over to uk yeah football I, i view football different that's a different sport, so that's totally understandable. I just, I, I, there's so many people on a football team. I just, that doesn't matter to me. Well, it hasn't happened to football a lot either. Yeah. I mean, no, it shouldn't. I, I agree that it shouldn't. But basketball, those are the only two I can think of. Rest in peace, Marvin Stone. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, 
John here. Good Monday morning to all. Wow, we had basketball, baseball, wrestling this weekend. That was a lot of sports entertainment, and now we head to the short week for some. Now, now we head into a short week for some. Short oh, work week. We do have good, we do have good Friday. Um, that some people get that day off. Tell me, do you like getting Monday or Friday off to create a short week, creating and extending a weekend? I'm more giving me Monday off type of guy, but either day will work. We'll got to go talk to you later. John, my friend group got in a big debate about this one time. I think we've probably talked about it on Roll Call at somewhere in our history of five years doing radio. But I used to be a Friday. I'd rather have Friday off. There's just You get the buzz going on Thursday. It's great. I've since changed my mind. I'd rather have Monday off. Because Friday is going to be electric regardless if you're working or not. People, Some people are lucky enough where they can kind of leave early on a Friday. If you're not lucky enough to leave early on a Friday, you're probably not working your hardest on a Friday as is. So Friday is going to be fun. You're going to feel good. The endorphins are going to be kicking in. Monday just sucks. Well, just sucks. One, one big thing or caveat for that is... If I'm going to be off on either Friday or Monday, I would rather have Monday because if I'm off, I'm going to want to golf. And the golf courses are way less crowded on Monday than they are on Friday. That's a good point, too. Good point. So I've switched my mind, uh, John, in time. I used to be I'd rather have a Friday off for a three-day weekend. Now I am a, I'd rather have a Monday off for a three-day weekend. Yeah, Monday, they just stink. They just stink. And Sunday, even Sunday nights can kind of become unbearable knowing what's coming. Yeah. So when you know that you have Monday off, Sunday becomes – like Pretty Saturday. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy Secession last night? I uh, didn't watch it. They're really, they're, they're really getting into it this season. What did I watch last night? Oh, I finished Perfect Match last night. You got to tell your wife to watch it. She's going to love it. Why, why not me? Um, I just didn't know. I didn't think you were into that sort of thing. No, uh, you did mention the Perfect Match thing. I'll, I, I'll run it by her, see what she says. She, she will love the ending. It's perfect ending. Guilty as charged. Didn't watch any of the Final Four. If UConn is this good, how did the committee see them this badly? That region was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, they maybe could have been a three seed. It was just a crazy region, um, but they're a good team. And seeding doesn't isn't really the end all be all. You just right. got to be playing good basketball. Maybe you weren't in November and December. It could cost you a seed line. It could cost you a few spots. You turn it on late. You can only do so much to move up the seed list. But they're they're, and the thing is, it's like they as we mentioned, they don't have a ton of star power. They're just a well-rounded team. They're good inside. They're good outside. They play good defense. They don't have one guy that can just go get abused defensively that teams take advantage of. That being said, San Diego State's going to play good defense against them. It's going to be a low-scoring game. It is. I feel feel confident about that. Probably going to be an ugly one. We did but skip a text. I, by the way, come down to the wire. It says, uh, Dickinson struggled to guard the pick and roll in a less athletic conference. I'm not sure he would go well at UK. It's a good point about the Big Ten being less athletic than... But they're more the physical. SEC. And that that is something to keep... Like, that is something that... The SEC is super physical, too, for what it's worth. That is something to consider. That being said, I don't think he got... I don't think he struggled to guard. And I think he, I think he was fine. Same. Like yeah, you can get him in some bad spots with uh, teams that have small guards that can kind of run around him a little bit, but I don't think it was enough to say no to him. And secondly, who struggled more last season? Who showed more weaknesses, Hunter Dickinson or Uganda Kingsley? And the answer is we don't really know about Uganda because he never played. Yeah. And I think that's something worth that that needs to be discussed and talked about. Seems like a coward move not to show up by Cameron. Think that potentially hurts him more. 
Who's Cameron? Uh, the Republican guy. Oh, Daniel Cameron. Daniel Cameron. Um, it could. No, it's. I mean, it's definitely taking a risk. It, but I, I. That's the decision. If I were running for governor, that's the decision I would make in this situation. But it's such a unique situation. Cameron probably felt like neither one was going to be a good option for him. And a lot of people have that exact same opinion. You have texture. So it, it maybe, maybe it will, maybe it will hurt him. Cast the game from your phone to the TV scoots. Yeah. About that. You can't do that without internet. Yeah. I do think you need internet for that. You do. Another texture says Chris Mack ruined Africa by Toto for me. All I can think of is this is dumb, butt that curly headed clown. <laughs> I, pl- uh, the- I played that going to our last break. The Chris Mack, um, Eric Wood video. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Great video. Uh, Chris Mack, I like, now that he's not at Louisville, seems like a decent enough guy. Like, I would be interested in his basketball opinions and takes and whatnot. National championship game prediction, Scoots. Who is cutting down the nets to say goodbye to this college basketball season? It'll be UConn. Um, they're seven and a half point favorites. I'm hoping we get a closer game than that. I'm not trying to see a blowout in the national championship. Although, if it's 20, 25 points late in the game, I get to go to bed earlier. So, I, I do have UConn, but I think San Diego State covers the seven and a half. Something tells me, I think you're right, it'll be a low scoring game. They're able to keep keep them down offensively so yeah give me give me UConn but it'll be a close one UConn cruises they win they cover don't overthink this one folks they are <laughs> going to take care of business they win 63 to 50 in an ugly low scoring game it's going to be like an 11 point buffer zone game San yeah. Diego State will get it to seven a few times but they'll never really threaten enjoy it it's going to be a late one and we'll be back bright and early to talk all about it thanks for all the text on the show Nick Rouse should be back tomorrow this is Kentucky Roll Call I'm Big Exports Radio good job